Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. You're listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. This is Paul Hawksby. And Andy Jacobs. And this is the H&J Daily with some of the best bits of this afternoon's show. Um, well, what did we get up to? We had a bit of a chat about various things. We got you involved as well. Some of it involving the uh, unicorn that the England players were using in the swimming pool. We spoke to the National Football Museum. Uh, and they told us how they got hold of it. Uh, we had a nice story from the world of Polish football. Lukas Podolski, uh, the promise he kept to his late nan. Uh, and uh, what else did we do? Japanese natto beans. That's right, Japanese natto beans. Andy's getting right into them. You'll hear a bit more about that. And, uh, oh, lots more besides. So, uh, here it all is. Good afternoon, everyone. Good afternoon, Andy. Good afternoon, Paul. Good afternoon, everybody. The uh, Olympic ceremony underway. It's a yep. bit sad, isn't it, really? Only 22 Great Britain athletes at the ceremony. You know, if you, it's a sort of pinnacle of your career as an Olympian to actually be yeah. at the ceremony. It's sort of very sad. But what can you do? There's nothing you can do about it. It's it's all pu- that's, that's the thing. Is that big, the opening and closing ceremony, is that big kind of collective get-together of all the teams. And, uh, you yeah. know, it always is a great spectacle. But, yeah. Just a handful from each team, more or less, making it in, into an empty stadium. But look, I'm sure once the sport gets underway, we enjoy most of it on TV anyway. So, yeah, that's true. you know, there, there won't be crowds, but you'll still be able to watch the sport. So we'll be in Japan a little bit later on. Rob Harris is there from Associated Press watching this all unfold and we'll be uh, catching up with him. There were crowds, of course, at the Oval the last two nights, uh, mm. including our own John, uh, producer John, who was there. Um, I, I quite like it. I mean, you know, it's cricket. <laughs> what mm. we said before, Ed. I wouldn't, expect, is... I wouldn't expect you not to like cricket. <laughs> I loved it. Suddenly, <laughs> on the basis there's five balls instead of six. Yeah. But uh, I loved it on the women's game. The first ball bowl was a wide, but uh, nobody said... What's that? <laughs> and the umpires, that is rubbish. That's the one thing about it. It's all this very glitzy. It's all very neon, isn't it, and everything. Mm. Uh, the umpires at the end of five balls hold up this card. It looks rubbish. Really. Just should... a piece of white card. Why didn't yeah. they give them a, like a nice pink or lime green perspex three-dimensional five? So you've got a five that you hold up like that. Okay. Yeah, that'd be good, you really it? are cutting edge with your three-dimensional <laughs> perspex, aren't you, Andy? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Fantastic. Very much Fantastic. so. When was that invented? About 1954. <laughs> Brilliant. Let's have... I mean, what well, it's better they... than a card. Can we have a... I know, it's true, but some sort of hologram? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> that would work, wouldn't it? Yeah, I don't know. What, so, what can yeah. they do? What's better yeah. than holding up a piece of white card? Have you got any suggestions, TalkSport listeners? Um, you might be at the cutting edge yeah. of technology. Uh, let us know. Or is Andy right with a bit of old 
old multicoloured perspex. Talksport.com, text 1889. The commentators are They're all conning overs the whole time. Yeah, yeah, they are struggling and they are talking, not in jargon, mm. because it's not jargon, it's the language of cricket. It's very hard yeah. to jettison the language of cricket when you've spoken it all your life and your job is to describe what's going on on the pitch. It is difficult. I, I was telling you, I had to check my calendar this week because there's a photo of Simon Cowell pictured on a jet ski at Sandy Lane. Wow. I thought, is it Christmas already? Yeah, that's just like you're wishing your life away. That's not That's not <laughs> healthy. Now, we are going to have a chat with the yeah. National Football Museum later on. They've got a big uh, sort of exhibition celebration of the Euros this weekend and they'll be telling us a bit more mm. about it. And um, they've got the unicorn from the uh, the England players' mm. swimming pool and the unicorn, that, that picture we saw, didn't we, Bakaya Saka, on the unicorn, joyfully jumping into yeah, the, the water. The kids will enjoy it. So it's part of um, mm. English football folklore now and it will be on display at the National Football Museum along with all the boots and the medals and the shirts. Mm. But it does lead us into that area of twisted memorabilia, that unlikely, sometimes the best bits of memorabilia at a museum are not the obvious things. They're not the shirts, the medals and the boots. They are stuff like the unicorn. And I was looking back on the reason we did this. I've got this tattered old sheet of mm. paper here with some of the ones that we collected it's over incredible, the years. incredible, We do like to dig it's them over out. over 20 years old, that bit of so paper. So it's quite nice to dust. This gives us an excuse to dust parchment. it off. It is almost <laughs> parchment. It's in Latin, some of it. <laughs> The Venerable Bede did the opening letters on this. The big T is, is I've twisted. The reason we started doing it was because of Goikachea, um, the infamous um, butcher of Bilbao, yes. who used to who broke you know, Diego Maradona's leg when Maradona was at Barcelona, but then put the boots in a gold case because yeah. he celebrated and enjoyed very much putting Maradona out of the game for Twisted memorabilia. So we used to collect it over the years uh, and uh, you gave us some of your finest bits and we can pass this on to the National Football Museum. If only we got hold of these items at the time. Mm. A spark plug from John Sillett's ride on Lordmower, the former Coventry I'd manager. I'd good money to see that. Steve Perryman's fillings, that was always a joy. Someone's yeah. uh, wife was a dental nurse and her husband was a Tottenham fan and Steve had had some work done. So... Yeah basically picked up all the bits of fillings, put them in a bag and <laughs> took them back. I mean, do you think Steve has been slightly violated I there, wouldn't mind he? Steve Perriman's tonsils. It'd be like pure sandpaper. <laughs> <laughs> a toaster signed by Charlie Nicholas. Bloke went shopping, <laughs> saw Charlie Nicholas, had just bought a toaster, he didn't have a bit of paper. Said, here, Charlie, would you mind signing my toaster? Um, <laughs> this was a good one from Italy. Roberto Baggio's ponytail and coffee mug. Roberto had drunk uh, when he was having the ponytail cut off yeah. from a barber's in Italy that this guy, yeah. and it still had Roberto's coffee lip stain oh nice um, a dead budgie owned by ex-Scotland keeper Alan Ruff um, it was pressed wasn't it if I remember yeah, right basically what happened was the budgie had flown into the loft and died uh, maybe through shock but the bloke kept it he found it and, yeah. um, and he kept it he pressed it like a flower in a book <laughs> It's as a, a piece of Scottish really, uh, sporting, yeah. He said, he said at the time, it's flat, but you can still make out the beak. <laughs> <laughs> the thermocoupler from Ramon Vega's boiler. Um, Who else? Uh, an engineer went and did some work on Ramon's uh, boiler, of course, and thought, you know, I'll keep a little memento of, of working on Ramon's house. I'll keep his thermocoupler. Well, you would, wouldn't uh, you? An emerald green toilet seat from Frank Stapleton's bathroom, although I did ask Frank about it, mm. and he said he'd never had one. Well, there you go. Um, Graham Roop's blood-soaked cricket glove he used to mop up his broken nose with. That was quite a nice one. Oh. Uh, Brooklyn Beckham's cot. They, they, they were getting well, rid of it and someone uh, took that on. That would be worth a lot of money because yeah. uh, I've got some Brooklyn Beckham news for you when you finish reading those. Good news. Uh, a Veruca sock signed by um, Sheffield Wednesday's David Hurst. <laughs> and Jermaine Pennant's tumble dryer. 
So just some of the... Do you think, what an exhibition we could have at the National Football Museum? Let's add to the list this afternoon. From all these famous kits. Yeah, that's right. So let's have a few more of those. Talksport.com, text 81089, tweet Um Love to hear from you. We're going to talk Jaden Sancho very shortly with Jamie Jackson. Um, from the Guardian, their man up in Manchester, and Harry Kane. And you said you had Brooklyn Beckham Well, Mews. it's this week's sign of the apocalypse. Oh, OK. Uh, with a nod to Sports Illustrated. Brooklyn Beckham has... Uh, he's basically got 12.4 million followers on Instagram. Yeah, lovely, yeah. 303,000 of them liked a TikTok-style video of Brooklyn making a bacon, or as he called it, beacon. He spells it wrong. A beacon sandwich. Beacon sandwich. <laughs> I think, have we all gone mad? This is a son of somebody very, very famous, but has done nothing in his life at all, but he's just the son yeah. of somebody famous. He's made a bacon sandwich. And he's making he's made a, bacon a bacon sandwich. sandwich. And 303,000 people went, oh, I like that. I mean, it's well, so a good, it's a good idiotic. Andy, it's, a, it's an art to making a bacon sandwich. Well, there isn't really. You cook the bacon, you cook the sausage. It was. Well, I hope you don't cook the bacon. Well, you know, I have been known to. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I get special dispensation. But no, it's it's... it's I'm sure you do. We, we have, no, I don't. We, we've all gone mad, haven't we? Well, well, I, mean, I haven't, Andy. I didn't like his beacon sandwich. I, I mean, I, I would. Yeah, but 12.4 million people. What, what makes you? What do you yeah, think? Yeah, but that's quite a small percent. Of 12. Point, that means there was an awful lot of people who didn't like the beacon sandwich. Well, I suppose that's and, true. And felt they couldn't comment on it. But it's a pure crib of, of, of one of Gordon Ramsay's. Gordon Ramsay does a lot of TikTok recipes, and this oh, yeah. is exactly it's the same style. It's done in the same way. You need to think. Anyway, there you go. Okay, I, I Good luck to You're him. not really the target audience, Andy. Well, I'd I'm say, certainly really, not. You know. No, not really. <laughs> Although you are quite big on TikTok, aren't you? Don't you do well, something, I like them both. Don't you put stuff out oh, there? I've got a few videos on TikTok, yeah. Oh, okay. What, what are you doing? Uh, salt Bay. They're all oh, okay. Bay. They're all your Salt Bay impersonations. Uh, yeah. Mm. What are your 12.4 million followers make of that? <laughs> I think it's about 5.4, I think. Yeah. <laughs> what, people? People. Yeah. <laughs> Anyway, I don't get paid a lot for each post. Uh, the break, or indeed anything. <laughs> the Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. 
Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. You're supplying us with uh, some alternative football memorabilia this afternoon. Um, this is from Andy. He says, I've got Lee Dixon's stained glass bathroom door. Lovely. Okay, well, we'll see if they're interested shortly. Uh, this is from Ricky Southampton. I've got uh, Jose Font's chewing gum packet. My missus used to work at the airport in Southampton greeting the players when they came off the plane. She knew he was my favourite player, so she went on the plane. Family sat and sorry, dropped them on the seat, then brought them back for me. Says Ricky. So he's got a pack of chewing gum. That, uh, maybe it was the bloke in the next seat who dropped them there by exactly. accident. You'll, you'll never be quite sure. Yeah. So keep the alternative memorabilia coming this afternoon. Talksport.com, text 81089, tweet TSH and J, because football memorabilia isn't always shirts, boots, and uh, medals. Um, we've got inflatable unicorns. That's uh, now on display at the National Football Museum as part of a, an exhibition and a new and a, and, a, and a special day tomorrow, the uh, England celebration day for the Euro heroes. And uh, Veepka Cullen joins us now to tell us more. Hi, Veepka. Hello. Yeah. So it, it sounds a lot of fun. You've got, it's it's uh, a, a, it sounds like a, a fun day for kids if they'd like to come along tomorrow. Certainly. Yes, definitely. We've got lots going on. We've got a brass band. We've got lots of activities. So a great day out for all the family. How did you acquire this unicorn? <laughs> um, well, we're working with the FA on collecting, you know, anything to do with tournaments. Um, the unicorn is obviously was big in the news. It was a great item. So we we already wanted one in the world for the World Cup 2018, really. Uh, so we're delighted that we're able to have one now. Um, it's we talked to the FA. We they got put us in touch with someone at St George's Park, and it came directly to us from the pool. Really, once with it, once they were finished with it, it's great. It's good, isn't it? It's always be somebody's job to make sure it stays inflated all the time. Oh, I yes. imagine I'm going to go in every morning <laughs> and just put a little bit more air into it. <laughs> uh, well, yes, we'll have to monitor that. Um, it, I think long term, it will be a bit of a challenge. We're probably we'll have to look at options. We might fill it with something to make sure it stays inflated because it's plastic. It's quite a different material to mm. things that we normally look after. So it will deteriorate over time. So we'll just, we'll talk to conservators and make sure that we're doing the right thing. But for now we are inflating it every so often. It's great. You've got it. Cause it was so much a part of the mm. story of this euros and some of those pictures of the players. Um, and people will forget that, you know, but it'll be great then in years to come, hopefully, that people will come in to the National Football Museum and it will bring it all back. Yes, definitely. It's such a fun object, especially for family audiences. Mm. Uh, so we're delighted that we've got it. You should have a little swimming pool there and then kids can have a go on it. <laughs> <laughs> well, we, that was one of the ideas we had, but it's obviously difficult to do. So. Yeah, it would have been a bit... <laughs> be to what about nightmare. Sweet Caroline? Is that going to be... Blaring out Neil Diamond can come and play live. It's probably quite a tough booking, (laughs) I I would imagine. That would be great, yes. Uh, Well, yeah, that will feature tomorrow as well, definitely. Mm. Uh, Part of the day, you're doing some interesting stuff for kids, Uh, one of which is making England rosette. And when I saw that, we were chatting about it in the office, saying it's such an alien concept. I mean, the idea now of someone's, say, five, six, seven-year-old's dad saying, I'm going to make a rosette for the game, putting this huge kind of flower with tassels (laughs) on their jacket, and say, Dad, what you're doing? Yeah. I mean, it's it was it, it's it's an odd concept, and we'll take some explaining to kids. I think. 
Yeah, I think you're right. I mean, we've got some on display so we can show that, you know, rosettes from FA Cup finals in the 50s. Um, we've got rosettes for the 1966 World Cup so we can show real examples. But yes, it's obviously a totally different concept to how fans go to the games now. But it's a great activity. Kids love getting involved with, you know, crafty things. So I think it's a great generational activity as well. Now, I'm sure, I don't, I've been to the National Football Museum twice, but I'm pretty sure that you will have historic match tickets there from, from World Cup and things like that. But, but this tournament, there were no tickets, were there? Yeah. They were just electronic. So is there any nod to that at all? Uh, well, yes, we are also collecting digital items. So we, ha- we are, you know, we will have a digital collection of tickets and programmes and things because more and more things will move online so we have to have a digital yeah. collection but we also we were given a, a ticket for the final a, a proper physical ticket for the final from the fa as well oh, right. um, which is more like a presentation it's in a presentation box but so there is a physical item we can also display which is great you're also doing um pickles in the stolen world cup for the uh under seven and under they'd say it's suitable for you basically you've got to follow pickles the dog i crack the case yeah you had to find the cup you yeah you to help pickles. how did you get on andy i think i did quite well oh, I come on, right. I hope so. it's for seven-year-olds <laughs> <laughs> but that's good that's a great bit of uh, is, sporting history again something they would never know about otherwise yes that's true and kids enjoy you know any stories about animals and you know, sort of mystery stories. So, yeah, it's, it's a very popular one. Yeah. So what time is it all kicking off then uh, tomorrow, Vika? Um, it will kick off in the morning. Mm. Let me just get my... I think, well, I've got... Yeah, I'm going to get it here. Ten, is it 10 a.m.? 10 a.m., yeah, yes. 10 a.m., mm. right. And they can just... Yes, people can, right. And so you've got live music. You so said they will be playing Three Lions and Sweet Caroline, the brass band. You've got Stanley yes. Chow there, the brilliant artist. Oh, brilliant, so many people. Um, when we came up the first time at the museum mm. and did the show from there, Stanley came and saw us. It really kind of distinctive football portraits that he does. And he's going to be uh, showing, uh, showing some of the kids out the drawer, isn't he, which is nice. Yes, he is. Yeah, that's from 12 till 2 in our match gallery. Yeah. Um, and there's also face painting. There is football sticker making. We've got trails that people can do. So there's a mm. lot going on. And some future uh, items, definitely. I don't know if you've seen in the papers today, there's uh, spinning image puppets now of Harry Kane, Gareth Southgate and Marcus Rashford. Yeah, I saw that, yeah. So uh, I, th- I put your request in early for when uh, when spitting image are done with those because have you got have you yes. got one of the old spitting image puppets from from back in the day there? Yeah. Yes, we do. We've got um, Gascoigne. Oh, yeah. We've got yeah, yeah. Uh, several really. Um, so yeah, we'll definitely have to get our request in. Absolutely. Brilliant. Good to talk to you. Thanks, Vika. Thank you very much. So uh, Vipa Cullen now, uh, Collections Manager from the National Football Museum. If you want to go and see the yes. unicorn. I hope it's well attended because it is yeah. such a brilliant place. It is very good. Um, so in the Manchester area, you can get along. The Euro Heroes uh, Celebration Day uh, all day tomorrow at the museum in the centre of Manchester. It's uh, Paul Hawksby, Andy Jacobs here on Talk Sport. My son's most treasured possession is a chup-a-chup lollipop given to him by Marcelo Bielsa when the Leeds team were arriving for a home game last season. Still in pristine condition, unlicked in its wrapper. He's nearly 18, but he guards it with his life and will never, ever eat it. (laughs) That's very good. That's good. So some alternative memorabilia we're looking for this afternoon. I have one of Maurizio Sarri's fag butts, says Chris in Cornwall. (laughs) 
Um, yeah, several of those. They're not very rare. I've got an EasyJet sick bag signed by Lee Trundle and three other Bristol City players from 2008. <laughs> they were on the same flight as my wife and myself. And uh, then they rang my six-year-old to, to uh, wish him luck in a tournament he was playing in that day. Nice oh, one. very nice. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Uh, I didn't mm. realise that yeah. uh, Jemima Packington... Oh, yeah, um, asparagus uh, woman. We often turn to her, don't we? She throws asparagus in the air. Yeah. And in doing so predicts the outcome of, of events. Yeah. With sporting <laughs> and elections and stuff like that. She's about as good as Ken the Octopus, to be yeah. honest. But. <laughs> we often get her. I didn't realise... Until today, because of our our mate Ali Ross's excellent column mm. in the Sun, his TV yeah, yeah. column, that she appeared on this morning and, and predicted this: the three lions won't have it easy. She said the asparagus told her this when she tossed it in the air, and where yeah. it, oh, where yeah. the asparagus lands, she reads it. Of course, she does. Yeah, she says that three lions won't have it easy, but ultimately they will be champions of the competition. A certain oh, Mister Southgate is going to be over the moon when his team bring it home. Ah. Jemima. Yeah. Not- no, no, it's because she was using asparagus tips and they weren't oh, the full okay. length. So she didn't she only went as far as ninety minutes. <laughs> okay, I see. Yeah, she, well, she, I suppose she called the ninety minutes just in fact in extra time and pen. Hallie has a wonderful section in his column called Unexpected Morons in the Bagging Area. Mm. This is basically a section where uh, people who go on TV quizzes and give stupid answers. Uh, are basically highlighted. Mm. But my problem is that I often don't know the answer, and he thinks this is very amusing. <laughs> but I, honestly, I had to Google two this morning. The first one was, the name of what common skin condition, this was on the chase, Yeah. also means hasty. Rash. Yeah, I know, I had to look it up. <laughs> and uh, <laughs> had to look it up. What fashion house shares a name with a silent film star who died in 1926? I had to look up famous silent film story who died in 1926. It was Rudolph Valentino. Valentino, yeah. Valentino, there you go. Okay. So, well, well, I'll give you that one. I did have to think about yeah, that. But Rash, that, you know. Rash didn't take a lot of work. No, no. <laughs> um, and uh, the Times' Rebecca Myers has just tweeted a, a thing out. that Honestly, I've fallen for a lot of these things. This is some research in Japan that says hmm. J- fermented Japanese natto beans, natto <laughs> may, beans. may have a, an effect on... Uh, Reducing COVID. I mean, none of these things are proven, but this is scientific. Natal don't, beans. Don't, don't, please don't Joining us now. Very good morning to <laughs> natal beans. Natal, good morning. So, but I find myself immediately ordering them. So I've ordered now ordered some natto beans. What have you ordered natto beans well, for? I thought they sounded quite good in well, the I'd research. I like saying the words natto beans, but what are they? What 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 do you do? Do you have them in water? Do you do you no, apply a, them? No, you eat them. <laughs> you just. Do you eat them yeah. in, in how? Just raw? Uh, what like, I'll like find puppets? Out. What sort? What size bean are they? Are they enormous? I'll or? see if I can find anything on it. Uh, how much have you paid? It's not the king. They're, they're, is not, that, the they're, they're not that expensive. They see you really. come in the natto bean people, don't they? <laughs> well, I don't know. <clears throat> uh, she said she was running down to the supermarket. Sprints to the supermarket. She says, and uh, there is Japanese natto beans could hold the key to stopping coronavirus infection. They've had an, an enzyme in a sticky, and pungent. Yeah, I mean, you think the they'd be eating them in Japan? Medical brains in the world have spent all this time <laughs> trying to find an answer. You think a packet of natto beans is going to make <laughs> all the difference? <laughs> Tokyo University is it natto mm. beans plural? Mm. To say. Tokyo University of Agriculture and Technology have been working on this. Okay. Anyway, I bought some. Of them. My I'll guess let is, you know if my guess is they're quite bitter. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> will you do, will you do a tasting on the show? I imagine I'll put the bin next so you can spit them straight into it. <laughs> they do sound a bit terrible. Brilliant. So here we are. So go and do, if you've I got experience in natto beans, do do let us know. Did you hear the uh, the Rafa Benitez press conference where he was apparently said to the uh, Everton supporters, <clears throat> "Don't give up." But apparently the supporters thought he said Donna kebab. <laughs> <laughs> Toffee's fan Chris Watson said, I swear he says Donna Kebab. <laughs> Do you know what it's like when you're hungry and you're just thinking, oh, and you think, did I say that out loud? You're thinking of a Donna Kebab, but then you actually say it out loud. Didn't really. You think that happened? I have no does. idea. There's and a that's a fact. There's a record number of twins in this Olympics. You know, there are nine sets yeah. of twins. That's an incredible statistic, mm. I thought. Yeah, and uh, we've got a couple from Team GB, haven't we? The McCormack fighting yeah, the McCormacks. Yeah. We've got some gymnasts yeah. as well, twins, two twin girls. Um, yeah, just a quick request, if I may, Andy, very quickly. If if you've been doing a bit of running in lockdown and have continued to do that and think you've got a half marathon in you and you'd like to do it for a good cause, this is the last call, really. I did mention this a sort of couple of months back and you reacted, which we thank you for. But um, the Great North Run coming up uh, in September and uh, you could take part. Half marathon. I know many people have done it and said it's, a, it's still mm, a great... It's a big day, a great yeah, day, isn't it? Yeah, great occasion. Mossy ran the... Uh, <clears throat> I think he has, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah ran it back that, in yeah. the day. And you could do it for the uh, the charity I'm a proud sponsor of, Sporting uh, Memories. Uh, they are looking for people. They'll, they'll, they'll help you in all the fundraising and uh, do a lot of that work with you, lead you by the hand. What they ideally need for you is to is to commit to taking on that half marathon. Uh, they do work and they'll be raising money, vital work tackling dementia, depression and loneliness. So if you would like to do the Great North Run for a good cause, um, get in touch with uh, fundraising um, at the smf.co.uk. That's fundraising at the smf.co.uk. They need an answer pretty quickly on this. You're going to need to make your mind up ideally over the weekends. We said this is the last call. So uh, do get in touch. We'll just put that out on at TSHJ if you didn't quite get a chance to, to write that down. But if you would like to take on the Great North Run uh, in support of uh, Sporting Memories uh, Network, uh, get in touch. And so we'll put that out on the Twitter feed. Good. Have you have you been still exercising, Andy? Have you been doing? Oh a bit? yeah, of course. Yeah, yeah, yeah still, yeah, yeah. We're, you you're doing we your do, outdoor runs. Well, I've been trying to get keep Sue fit because she was never fit before. So uh, yeah. we've been doing Joe Wicks every day, and oh, wow. uh, yeah, plenty of walking. Yeah, so marvelous. It's, it's good. Good stuff. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. <laughs> Just very quickly, uh, <laughs> you mentioned earlier on that some Evertonians thought Rafa Benitez, uh, apropos of nothing, had said the words Donna Kebab during yeah, the press conference. Right, yeah. Well, we may we, we have oh, well uh, that done, little Matt. bit of audio the boys mm, have found it for brilliant. us. So does it sound like that or does it sound like don't give up? Now you know it's don't give up. Maybe it will sound like that. We have to create a team that will be competitive, that has to uh, fight for the shirt from the first minute until the last minute, don't give up. <laughs> donkey, donkey don, bab, donkey bab with the chili sauce. I can, I can, uh, I can hear donkey. It more sound like donkey bab, donkey bab, uh, donkey bab. <laughs> it does. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, you know, fair yeah. So, uh, yeah, well, I can, I can see, I can, see, yeah, yeah. can see, I can see how it happened. So, uh, coming up very shortly, uh, a nice story from the world of uh, Polish football involving. Uh, Lukas Podolski, the former mm. uh, Arsenal player, of course, and uh, Germany international. And then Martin Kellner, I see he's here, be here in the flesh. He's yes, sitting I outside. Saw, yeah. There he is, not a hologram. Uh, the real, the real McCoy. <laughs> the real thing. He'll be joining us in the studio to uh, give us a week of sport on TV. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast from Talk Sport.
Andy was telling us earlier on that reports from Japan say that the natto bean can have some effect over the coronavirus. I mean, it's not... I mean, apparently boffins in Japan are looking at it, but we, we have no evidence no, of that. it's not proven, really. Um, uh, Mark tells us, my wife's Japanese and she loves eating the old natto. However, the natto smell is really bad, like oh, bad no. feet, and I have to leave the room whenever she has it. So, <laughs> it's not good, is it? You know, you're going to have to keep a window open, Andy. <laughs> yeah. Old socks, old feet, old cheese are some of the descriptions we've had so far. Anyway, uh, isn't... Who it wanted to be paid natto? <laughs> a long time ago. Yeah, long time ago. Now, there's always been this story, hasn't there, that right at the end of his career, it'd be interesting to see what happens, that uh, Lionel Messi will finish his career at his boyhood club, Newell's Old Boys in mm. Argentina. They've always said he'll be go about back... 60 by then. Oh, it's just a massive new contract. He'll go back one day. And there are often players that said, you know, my dream is to finish my career at X, to go back mm. to uh, the club of my dreams, my boyhood club, and uh, do my thing. Yeah, and, Harry Kane in a few years. Time. Yeah, that's right. He'll come. <laughs> my dream is to come back to Tottenham after I've won everything. So, like, a bit like Teddy did, but um, very, very few of them do it. But uh, so we should uh, doff our caps to Lucas Podolski, who has done that as a, a promise to his old nan that he made many that's years nice, ago, and uh, has gone back to play in Poland for Gornik. I think he's thirty-six. Ryan Hubbard is a Polish football expert and a Gornik fan. He joins us now. Hi, Ryan. Hi there, you're right. Yeah, good, thank you. Um, so, yeah, this I say this is on the face of it a very nice story of a of a player keeping a promise to his uh, his grandma and, and going back and playing for for his uh, boyhood club. Yeah, it's been on the cards for over a decade now. I think it was first mentioned. Um, it's as you mentioned, it's a promise to his grandmother, uh, who, as you probably know, Lucas was born in Gliwice, which is. Um, just a couple of miles away from Zabja. So so grew up a big Gornik fan, uh, as did the rest of his family uh, before moving to uh, Germany. So it was a promise to her, but it was also a promise to uh, Gornik's former vice president as well, Krzysztof May. Uh, he made that promise, like I say, around a decade ago. And it was starting to get to the point where a lot of people thought it was a bit of lip service and it, it wouldn't actually come to fruition. So to actually see it happen is, is quite unbelievable, to be honest. I don't know where Gornick are now. I remember, seem to remember them playing Spurs in the sort of... Yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah the, we had a big game against them. That was that was in that... In that wasn't that the year... Did they play them in the year that Tottenham won? That I don't know. It seems, to, it seems familiar, but they're certainly a well-known was, club. It was 1961. Yeah, uh, they oh, played okay. them in the Champions... Uh, sorry, the European Cup, as it was. Mm. Uh, Gornick also played... It, they played against Manchester United in the, in the year that Manchester United won the European Cup. Uh, Gornick were actually the only side to beat them in that... Uh, in that year's competition, they beat them in uh, when they played in Poland one nil, but lost the uh, lost the game on aggregate two one. And they also uh, they played in the Cup Winners Cup final a couple of years later. They played in the, uh, against Man City uh, the year that Man City uh, won the cup. Yeah, I mean, they were a club that always mm. popped up in, in in Europe, a name that always came up in big European competition, certainly was I, when I was growing up. The, the thing with Dolsky is that, obviously, he's in the twilight of his career. He's arguably not the player he would have been 10 years ago when they first talked about this. But looking at the turnout of the stadium, um, uh, you know, they uh, they were very pleased to see him come and they're, they're delighted that he's, that he's come back to play for the club. It's massive, not just for Gornik, but for the whole league. Uh, never before has there been a World Cup winner playing the Polish extra Klasser, which it's, it's going to be a massive draw when Gornik play away games. It's, it's potentially going to draw away, uh, opposition fans to the stadium. Uh, but but definitely for Gornik, it's it's the biggest transfer 
in their entire history. Uh, the fact that you've got a World Cup winner coming to play in Zabja is no wonder there was, I think it was around 10,000 fans turned up to, to greet him at the stadium. He does, I mean, he does feel, uh, you know, his wife's Polish, he speaks Polish, he says, with their children. His, his, his links are very mm. strong to the country, despite the fact he played international football for Germany and won a World Cup, of course. Yeah, he's, he's travelled back to Zabja quite often. I, I think he did, uh, he was gifted a seat at the stadium uh, previously by by the club's owners uh, that he could, he could always uh, make use of. Uh, but as you said, it's it's a bit of a contrast to to the likes of Miroslav Klose, uh, who was also born in Poland. He was born in a pole, which is uh, a few miles down the road. Uh, he Polish fans have always treated him with a bit of disdain because he's made perhaps disparaging remarks about Poland in the past. Whereas Podolski has always embraced the fact that he is Polish. Well, talking of uh, Polish strikers, I mean, there's been a lot of chat about Lewandowski. Um, yeah. We heard today at City after came, but they were also interested in him. I, I see Chelsea have been linked with him as well. Is there any sort of gossip about him, where he might end up, or will he stay at uh, this just get a new contract time? I, I'm i leaning towards it's a new contract time. Um, I, I do like the fact that he's at Bayern. I think I think he's he suits Bayern very well, obviously, with the amount of goals he scores. Um I do worry that if he does come to the Premier League, it will purely be for money reasons, and there is no real reason for there is no real need for that to happen. So, so I am hoping that he does stay in Germany. I don't know if you're a Chelsea fan; there's a need for it to happen. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but I mean, it, it seems very unlikely, doesn't it? I mean, I, 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 I saw so. that he's, he's very well said, and they get yeah. paid a fortune in Germany. I, his wages would be very high. Also, you know, he wins lots of things there. He has a very yeah, successful no, no, career. Had a great career. So, how they how they just finally how are they sort of viewing the year? Euro's performance in in Poland, uh, Ryan. After after the, the the event, looking back on it now, it was a it was a massive disappointment. Really, the aim was to get out of the group and and to not do that. It, it was a massive loss for Poland. Uh, there's probably already question marks over Paulo Sosa uh, as coach. Mm. Uh, obviously, he wasn't given a lot of time pre-tournament to to sort of build his squad, uh, having only been given the role in March. Um, but obviously all concentration now falls on the World Cup qualifiers and, and where we go from there. Good stuff. Good to talk to you. Thanks for joining us. Thanks. Ryan Hubbard there, Polish football expert, and uh, he makes his Gornick debut as Podolski this Sunday. The Hawksby and Jacobs Daily Podcast. Good afternoon, Paul Hawksby and Andy Jacobs here on TalkSport. Clips of the week to come, Todd Macklin. We'll look ahead to uh, the uh, rugby, the Lions tomorrow. But before all of that, in the flesh, it is Martin Kellner. Good afternoon, Martin. Good afternoon. Do you like to see you too? Yeah, it's been a while, isn't it? I think. It's been about, yeah, well, a few months anyway. Definitely. Yeah, I can't believe you haven't, you've torn yourself away from the opening ceremony. You love an opening ceremony I do normally. normally, and I've not been able to watch any of it today. I know the guy got the um, got the boot, didn't he? The guy who'd uh, organised the whole thing. Yes. On the basis of uh, some rather questionable humour he did about 20 years ago. <laughs> no idea. Um, no, it's not. I mean, my advice to anybody in Japan is don't mention anything between about 19 
1930 and 1980, <laughs> yeah. and you should be fairly safe. <laughs> but um, Thomas yeah. Back is on the stage at the moment, um, yeah. doing his thing there to the IOC, getting yeah. sort of rounds of applause. Thank, yeah. thank well, you, you see more coming. than me. I've not seen any of no. it at all. Well, I mean, it was a lot of waving, a lot of flags, and, flags, good, and uh, yeah. a very yeah. impressive bit of drone. You probably did see the. There were drones, yeah. Martin. They made a kind of the, the first bit looked like it was sponsored by pallet ways. <laughs> there was a, yeah, there were. There were Yes. Well, it's a shame I missed it. Really, oh, yeah. but I'm we can catch it later. Yeah. Yeah. Later, yeah. I did watch uh, the hundred, and I suspect yeah. you boys have talked about the hundred a lot. And it mm. seemed, you know, I suppose the idea is. I mean, the good thing about the hundred is all the bad publicity was out of the way before it started, because as yeah. soon as they announced it, mm. every you know batter and five, you know, all the whole, yeah. mm. uh, the whole panoply of it, people, um, traditional cricket, cricket guys like you two, mm. um, had a go at it. I did notice uh, Dan Whiting, who does some of the cricket with us sometimes uh, overnight, um, tweeted soon after it started to say, I never thought I'd be wanting El Dorado back again. Um, <laughs> so, obviously, traditional cricket, or some traditional cricket fans didn't mm. like it. Well, I, 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 I loved what's it. Not, what's, Do you know, like it? Yeah, it's not, not to like, like if you it's like. A bit yeah. of a, it's, it's, it's cricket it's boiled cricket. down to its absolute essence but mm. you know if you like it's still cricket it's yeah it's say. still cricket yeah. i mean obviously the graphics were very annoying they were you know mm. the day glow graphics which clearly you know if you were just trying to follow the cricket they weren't mm. ideal mm. You know, presumably the whole thing about it is it's to appeal to a generation that hasn't particularly grown up with cricket because mm. obviously been mm. on satellite tv for as long as it has so uh, i think in that respect it's good uh, i think it'll do more for tv than it will for cricket you know yeah. The, the idea is for, for TV to have that, and especially on terrestrial TV, to have that three hours of an evening. Um, well, the women's game on Wednesday was the yeah. biggest audience for a women's cricket match uh, ever. Though. I thought yeah, the women's game me. was actually, A, it was a better game, and B, it was more what you'd expect from the crowd. I thought last night was basically, you know, the same old lads, mm. don't take me home and all that stuff. You know, it didn't seem that different. I don't know if John was Our there. Our producer but... went and it, well, yeah, had that yeah. feel, it had that feel of a, of a blast game, of a, tea, of a normal yeah. T20. I tell you, I, can, I can't get on board with them. That's the names, the names of the teams. Mm. To me, they sound like Motown bands that never quite made it. You know, the <laughs> Invincibles, the Originals. Yeah. The, you know, when... Uh, like a hip factory <laughs> that never really took off. Yeah, yeah, yeah sort right. of, well, you know, at the time... The when, bands that Barry Gordy never got behind. Correct. Yeah. When, when Barry Gordy was squiring Diana Ross yeah. and all the good songs were going to the Supremes, yeah. these were the other bands. These were the bands. We couldn't get a song. The, he gave got all the, the Somerset Supremes. <laughs> yeah. So, um, but yeah, I... I the Taunton Temptations. They'll the be there. Yeah, that's what I think that's yes. what they're called. Oh, yeah, they Indeed. So, um, yeah, and also the, the Day Glow. What did you make of the Day Glow? Or, you know, the graphics at the side of the screen oh, and everything. Know. It well, just feels like an older person's view of what younger people like. Well, I don't know. Look, there, there was a little bit of that thing you'd expect. They are looking to attract a younger. They're not, you know, they've got us. We like cricket. They've got us. So take it as read. That I'll watch like the hundred. Neon. I'll watch the hundred, <laughs> and I will, and I will enjoy it. But um, there were there were certain things they've done. Obviously, having Radio One DJs out and about with groups of very young kids saying, "Oh, we're having such a great time. Are you having a great time? Yes, we're having a great time." Uh, back, back to you, Toughers. <laughs> I was surprised was a Radio One have never signed you up. Paul. <laughs> there was a bit of that. <laughs> you well, you've done many a road show, Martin. We I've seen the photographic evidence. <laughs> yes. So let yeah. me hear you say we love cricket. I mean, there was a bit of that going on, mm. but you'd expect that they're trying to reinforce force it yeah. and a lot of tickets were given out for kids mm. I mean I don't know how many of them are going to be mm. sitting at watching uh, at Hove watching a game against North Ant 
North Ants, <laughs> second day of a no. county championship <laughs> game. But not who many. knows? Yeah. It may, they may become converts. So well, we, we're behind all that. I mean, I'm not a particular cricket man myself, mm. you know, um, and I didn't mind it at all. But Good. I thought traditional cricket people would uh, would bulk at it a, le- uh, a wee bit, but not not you well, boys. My wife is not a big cricket fan. I was she watched the last couple of nights, and she said to me, she was watching it, and she was saying, Carlos Brathwaite, come on, she remembers him. The great battle was Stokes in the final, mm. so she knows who is she was watching she was getting into it yeah. she said i would i'd be i'd be up for going to a game so that may, if that's a little bit of uh, homemade research mm. then you know she wouldn't normally go she certainly wouldn't go and watch uh, mm. the county champions he's good on telly no. carlos brathwaite he comes yeah he well, was he yeah. was good on tuesday the town-based thing i'm not sure it works leads the teams called the northern Chargers, mm. which doesn't make any sense to me you know <laughs> it's like leeds gravy or something uh, so, you know something connected with the city yeah. anyway um but yeah it didn't do any it's, the leeds indoor leaguers we, yes. we had this so I did. There's a player. There's a player in there playing for the Welsh Fire called uh, David Lloyd, and he's the Glamorgan David Lloyd. But we did say to Ollie Pope, it's not Bumble, is it? But wouldn't that be a good innovation that you had an that you had a kind of Hall of Famer? <laughs> yeah. So you might have Saviv turning out for That's one of the ridiculous. teams, and uh, Mikey Holding would still play, and you'd still have like you could call on this wild card veteran, like the Wild Geese, that old film with Roger Moore. It's just a thought, Martin. I good. mean, yeah, I mean, I it wouldn't no, really attract the kids to suddenly no. bring Bumble on. <laughs> but, but, but we'd watch it. Yeah. Uh, documentary now, uh, <laughs> King Otto. Uh, I watched on Sky Documentaries. It is brilliant. King Otto. Okay. It's called King Otto. Mm. Uh, and that's Otto Rehagel. Oh, Ray yeah, Hardy. Ray Hagel. Yeah, Hargel, remember him. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, manager of Greece when yeah. they won the, mm. uh, won the Euros. Yeah. Um, very few documentaries, you know, sports documentaries, start up. It's very classy, this, made by somebody called, or a company called Cinema Nolita. It was like a foreign film, and it starts off... Is it, in, is it German subtitles? Or mm. is it? OK, yeah. right. Mm. And it starts off with, well, it's sort of a, a, a sort of combination of German subtitles and Greek as well. Oh, okay, lot, right. Lots of it's in Greek. Um, but it starts off with a quote from Homer, that's not Homer from The Simpsons, <laughs> the Simpsons. that's from The Odyssey. Oh, that's yeah. the actual original Homer. <laughs> Tell me of a man of rich resource who was made to wander far and wide. Um, hungry, many were the men whose hands he saw and came to know their thinking. It's, it's, it's one of Homer's... No! Does it say that? After we yeah, it doesn't it say that, that no. but it is one of Homer's best gags. Yeah. It's from The, uh, from the Odyssey. Mm. And... Uh, Otto Rehagel is is brilliant, you know, real self. Is that the Oswestry Odyssey, the um, the hundred <laughs> team, of course. Yeah. Yes, uh, yeah. yeah. No, he's uh, he's no longer with us, Otto. Uh, no. I don't think. But is he? Um, I didn't know. he is. Check it. Maybe he is. He is. He's, he's still eight, with us. He's eighty-two. Eighty-two. <clears throat> oh, well, bless Apologies him. if you're listening, uh, yes. Otto. All this after two different stories. Yeah, yeah he's absolutely. Still with us. Yeah. But yeah, he's. Um, oh, yeah. Uh, He's always got, he's going on all the time in this about German efficiency and the mm. way the Germans operate with ruthless, ruthless efficiency. Yes, yes, yes. And I thought, well, that's only that's what we say about them. I didn't realise they actually said that about themselves. <laughs> yeah. But of course, there was a, a culture clash, and that is putting it mildly when he mm. went to take over uh, Greece after a lot of success with Werder Bremen in, in uh, I think, three championships. He won in the uh, Bundesliga, um, but the guy who um, who hired him was the um, president of the Greek FA. And the first match they lost five one to Finland. It's very interesting as a cu- 
culture clashes. And he was saying, um, being a German, he'll be able to instill the discipli discipline that we Greeks lack. Oh. We like staying out late, uh, living a carefree lifestyle, and postponing things we could have done today, postponing them for later. And anybody who's ever waited for a bill in a Greek savannah <laughs> would, uh, would absolutely <laughs> confirm that. That is exactly, uh, exactly what we do. Yeah. Um, but of course, he had that enormous success. And we yeah. were, I mean, he almost knocked us out of the Euros. It was only that goal by Beckham. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and that sort of, uh, that match at Old Trafford very much revived his uh, career. And it goes on. Mm. It tells, so it's a fascinating story. It sounds good. Uh, a very good it, review in, in The Guardian. And what's it, is, was it on Sky? Called, yeah, Sky Documentary. Sky Documentary. Was Otto. And that's what I thought was quite interesting. The guy that he brings in, uh, as because he only speaks German, and obviously the Greek team don't speak German, he has to bring in a translator. Mm. So he brings in uh, this guy called Ionis uh, Topolidis, yeah. uh, who explains what he does, because he's there officially as a translator, but he sweetens the pill. <coughs> so Rehagel is, is saying to these Greek players, you're too slow, you're too slow, you're rubbish, you're too slow, you've got to move faster. And then his translator was sugaring the pill and getting the people to behave, you know, as they want wow. to. Okay. Very much the job that Mourinho did for Bobby Robson. Yeah, yeah, yes. Ways. Yeah, um, okay. So it's it's well worth watching. Sounds really great. Good yeah, that sounds I, good. I, I will go and check it out. Yeah, King Otto. Um, we're nearly out of time, Martin. Have you? Is there, was there anything else you wanted? Was, was well, that... I was going to mention. I might step to next week because it's very interesting. Uh, when Eagles Dare, right. which is an Amazon Prime documentary, mm. and it's a four-parter about Crystal Palace. But it's just the uh, from two thousand and ten when they nearly went out of business. You yeah. know, there was a public movement <clears> there <throat> in South <throat> London, revival and everything, till about 2015. So it's a sort of quite selective history. Shall we do that next week? Let's I think do it next week. I've heard it's very it. good and we'll do it justice. Yeah. So we look forward to that. The Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast from TalkSport. There we are. That was this afternoon show. We're back on Monday, uh, reflecting on the Lions and more. Until then, have a great weekend. You've been listening to the Hawksby and Jacobs daily podcast. Hear the guys every weekday between 1 and 4 p.m. on TalkSport. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.